Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast and Iowa Rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio presented by Rotor Epoxy. Yeah, Rotor Epoxy. If you are looking to get your floors done, they do a beautiful epoxy finish. According to Rotor, last time I talked to them at Alumni Weekend, apparently the chemical burns and stuff like that, it helps prevent it, but it doesn't stop chemical and acidic burns. So he told me to correct that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So let's let's yeah. make sure, like, you just went crazy. Don't, don't started... spill acid on your floor. Yeah, I, <laughs> I promise I won't. I won't do it. I'll do it. But, yeah, that's, yeah, we need to make sure that's, that's known. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's, that's just epoxy. Like, it's, yeah. that's. But, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously supposed to help keep your floor lasting longer, but it's also yeah. an aesthetic look as well. Oh, my gosh. Like, look at my garage floor hey, right you got now. a few cracks and stuff. I'm. And there's like paint and there's just, there's just shit everywhere. It looks terrible. Take a leaf blower to it. I, I mop it. I, I sweep it out. Doesn't matter. It looks terrible. You put some epoxy on this thing. We're hanging out here all the time. Dude, you could get like, you could get Rotor to do like a wombat design deal. Like, or at least our colors. Oh, like we like, could do just, teal, yellow, and black. Yeah, little. It's just the, like the sprinkle. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. they did that Hawkeye themed one. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That would be so cool. That would actually be Seriously, really cool. Like this the epoxy is moving up the list of like things I want done to my house and I'm going to convince Lex like it's going to happen. Rotor, send us a quote. Yeah. I know he's listening. Actually. Yeah, no, really <laughs> we should. And I've actually talked to him about it. So great guy. Great to work with his brother and him are, are killing it. So if you need an epoxy floor for your garage, for your basement, for your tool shop or your car shop or just whatever you have, Talk to them. They'll get they'll get it done. And also, too, it's good to know these are two local dudes who are just small business. Yep. So support small business. This ain't some huge company that doesn't give a shit. These are two guys who care about their craft and they're trying to make it in the world. So give them a call. They do great work. They they they're the best. Yeah, check them out on social media too, and just see what they're doing. It's you know cool. why they're also the best? So speaking of one of the guys, Cal Roder. We went up to the University of Northern Iowa alumni weekend this past weekend. And again, our goal was, you know, Phil picked me up and I'm like, oh, I got the <laughs> laptop. I got the microphone. We're going to interview all the current players. We're going to interview uh, maybe the coach. Yeah. Um, but he said no. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He didn't say no. He said not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Who that's knows? Who knows what that's all about? Who knows what that is? You know, Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. We'll get there. But anyways, <laughs> we're up there. And then, oh, do we want to talk about what happened though on our way to Cedar Falls? That car wreck that was crazy. You stopped me like it was like hold on, wait, and this just this car like T Bone, this other one just ran the red so, light. I didn't even see it coming, and Gray just spotted you, it right away. You've skipped so many great details. Like we got to paint a picture. There's no there's no visual here. <laughs> You're the one who's like the good storyteller though. So there we were downtown <laughs> Des Moines. We're picking up Isaac Benton. He's at work. We're downtown Des Moines. Like oh hey Phil. Um, 
we gotta, we gotta, this is the building. And so we pull up to the building and Phil goes to park in the dart bus lane. I'm like, Phil, you can't park here. That's where the bus comes. But thank God Phil slowed down and parked in the bus lane because as he started to go through the intersection, a car to our left just flew past us and we had a green light, Mm -hmm. but a car perpendicular to us ran a red light, T-bones her. Mm -hmm. And then here's the craziest part about the whole thing. (laughs) Phil's like, oh, I can't park here. Oh, like you didn't even react to these two cars just fucking smashing. You drove like they hit, bounced off of each other, and you drove between the two of them. Like, where should I turn around? Is this a one way? Like, dude, these people, like, should we stop? Like, we're witnesses to this. Like, no, we're on a schedule. Don't want to be late. I was pretty concerned and getting to Cedar Falls in time. Yeah. Like, these people just had a worse moment in their life, and you're just like, excuse me. I got bigger, bigger, better things going on. Pardon me. And then we park, we still park four blocks away, and Isaac's like, oh, thanks for parking this far away, Phil. (laughs) You almost got the the list down. Yeah, I didn't. I think. (laughs) I I mean, Isaac and I, we spent some quality time this weekend, because once we got up there, Mm. we met the the current squad at Chad's Pizza. They were selling 64-ounce mixed drinks for $5, a styrofoam cup. Red Bull vodkas. Oof. Let's let's just say, like my shirt said, I got zooted. (laughs) Very. Yeah, that was So did you. (laughs) I was very, as you would say, zooted. But it was it was really fun hanging out with like the younger guys and stuff and kind of like acting like not acting like a college kid, but like reliving a little bit of uh Cedar Falls glory days. (laughs) We're not having a midlife crisis. I was having a midlife crisis. (laughs) Dude, I just remember as we went to Suds. And we hung out there for a while. We smoked a lot of cigarettes. And we, I don't smoke cigarettes, but there was a lot of cigarettes. I, I smoked a lot I of cigarettes. I got greasy. And then I remember us going down to Sharky's. I got punched in the face by a freshman. I took my shirt off. Yeah. And then they made me put my shirt back on. Who's they? The bouncer. But, well, okay, he didn't make me put on, but he was on his way over. And I'm just like, God, like oh, you're not you're, gonna you're not gonna tell me to put my shirt back. You've on, seen like, that look before from I'm a bouncer, like, like, oh, this guy, put your shirt on. You're like, yeah, I know it's coming because I've definitely done it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> and then. I don't really remember how we got the Main Street, but I remember us going to Main Street. So, so we hopped in an Uber or a Dolly's taxi. Yeah, something like that. Got to Main. I don't know. I just remember we ended up at... No, you went to a different... I went to a different bar. I went to Roxy's. That's where I went. And I remember seeing some people from like when I used to live up there. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and I went to Burke's and... and then we ended up at different places and fell asleep. And I just remember waking up the next morning like, I feel terrible. Yep. I can't do this. Like, I'm old. I've, I haven't partied like this in a while. And I took a nap. And then we played rugby in the mm-hmm. alumni game. Didn't throw up. But after the game, I was, like, violently shaking. And, I, like, I took a sip of water. Dude, I was so – you guys looked at me like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. This you is... Your hands were just like, mm. <laughs> like little tremors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was wild. And then we took another nap and that I was, did, I didn't nap. I went back to Chad's and had some more football podcasts. <laughs> okay. Well, I took a nap and that was supposed to be when we were interviewing people and I, I was know. just like, Nope, I'm out. And then we went out again. Yeah. Well, we had our little alumni board. Well, I guess not really meeting. It was the dinner. It was a dinner. The deal. alumni current team dinner yeah, and got all of our guys sponsored, which was pretty cool and not this upcoming week but the week after we're gonna have my sponsored player nick marker oh nice i'm gonna ha- i talked to him i Got should it. probably get talk to cooper then yeah let's have both of our boys on yeah. talk to them see what they thought of alumni weekend and got in the dude they're both so good oh they are dude i was pretty kind of thrilled that uh my sponsored guy 
um, was our alumni game MVP too. That was pretty funny. Well, dude, those kids, they were so the UNI squad. I can't wait to talk to those guys because not just blowing smoke because we're UNI alum. I mean, they finished third in the country in 15 or in seven. And they got fourth and 15, fourth and 15s. And in 15s, all the varsity programs besides Norwich, they're gone. Norwich only has 2,300 males on campus. Um, and they're a military academy. They're staying D2. But pretty much. And then Thomas Moriak graduated a ton of dudes. No, they moved up. They're but D1 they, now. Well, but they also, I'm pretty sure, graduated a bunch of dudes. Like, their eight-mans going yeah. to the MLR and stuff. And, like. But I'm saying, like, the road to nationals, mm-hmm. those varsity programs are gone. Yeah. You and I brings back almost their entire roster except, like, four guys, yeah. five guys. And they'll miss those guys. But they're bringing in, like, the freshmen and sophomores that you and I has. They're young, they're mm-hmm. athletic, and they've been playing for five years. Yeah. Like they're going to be awesome. And it's really cool. So I can't wait to talk to those guys. Um, but I think the alumni, we still won. I think so. I wasn't really keeping track. I got kind of sidetracked a little bit. I scored a try, whatever. I did. I, had I my, did see that. that I had awesome. my hands on my knees and I'm like, I'm not playing. <laughs> and then no one covered me. And John Shorty ran right by me and I said, Dude. I'm here. And then he passed it to me and I walked in the tri Oh, did I love John Shorty. Did you hear me yelling at him every time he threw a bad pass? Has been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Rotor balled out, too. That, that was, was awesome. Everybody was afraid to tackle Rotor. <laughs> he like, runs hard, though. So my, my kid that I sponsor, Nick, he looked at me. Rotor got the ball and he just took off. And Nick took one step and was like, I'm not tackling him. And I walked by him and he goes, that was a business decision. <laughs> all business. He baby. didn't. He didn't. He's like, I'm not risking my shoulder for to tackle him. I don't oh. blame him though at all. I didn't want that. I, well, I didn't play. De- I didn't play defense the whole. Dude, a lot game. of people didn't though. <laughs> Only well, person that played defense was like Toby. Toby. Yeah, of <laughs> Toby. <laughs> oh yeah, and then yeah, Saturday night. Then after the dinner, we went to tap tap. Yeah, that was Cedar fun. Falls has a little little arcade bar. That was cool, and then. Us alumni kind of broke off because the younger guys aren't old enough to go out. Yeah. So we went we went to Voodoo as yeah. is tradition. Roxy's and then Voodoo, yeah. <laughs> and then here's the part where it gets crazy. So I'm like, I'm old. I'm looking around and like we have to go to Voodoo. But it's like, I'm married. I have two kids. I have a bed. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I got to sleep on a hardwood floor. Or if I'm lucky, maybe I'll get the recliner. My old bones. I don't know if I can do two nights in a row. And Rotor's like, dude, I got to drive back to Des Moines. I have a flight to Denver at like 6 a.m. And I'm like, wait, you're going to Des Moines tonight? And he's like, yeah, dude, fucking sucks. I'm like, <laughs> can I ride with you? He's like, yes. <laughs> so then at like 1 a.m., we're at Voodoo. And Rotor's like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to take off. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm coming too. And it, here's the thing. I thought I was slick. I'm like, do the little Irish goodbye because I don't want to be weird and be like, Bye, everybody. And we all kiss on the dance floor. I did kiss Tyler Nugent on the mouth. Well, yeah, naturally. You well, I tried to. to get that one guy away from us. He kept getting near uh, us. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't like know him. Like, kind of like a curly mullet deal. Looked like a skinny poor man's detar. Yeah. Didn't like him. And he just kept coming up to us. And, like, we didn't know him. Like, hey, man, we're good. Like, we're, we're all, like, we know each other. And so, like, to try to make him uncomfortable, like, I just, I kissed Nuge right on the mouth. And Nuge was dressed like Guy Fieri. And, like, it was wild. And that made the dude super pumped. He's like, that was awesome. I'm like, I got to leave. Like, yeah. this is. This we, ain't working. <laughs> we've now crossed this threshold. Like, you and I guys, like, ah, oh, this is funny. We do this. I'm out of here. So I'm sneaking out. And D's like, 
Gray, you leaving? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm just grabbing another drink. And I leave and I'm like, I just did an Irish goodbye. So Rotor, I'm talking to him, trying to stay awake. I kept dozing off while he was driving. I was a shitty co-pilot. And uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, I think Irish goodbye. He's like, nah, dude, they all knew you were like coming with me. I told him. I didn't remember oh. Rotor saying that because like I was shocked. I got a snap from you at like two in the morning and it was like, you guys were at like Hardee's or something random. Hardee's and I will fall. Yeah. No, and no, like, and Jewel. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, great, you leave. <laughs> like, what? You, dude, I screenshotted that snap. It looks like you're crying. You're like, great, did you leave? <laughs> it's a, I, I it's might a have selfie. Been. It's a selfie with the flesh and you just look like you're crying. Like, great, did you leave? I, and like, yeah, we were in the, we were in the Jewel Hardee's at that Love's gas station. And it was funny because like, so I'm dozing off. I'm like, sorry, Rhoda, I'm so bad at this. So like, you're cool. You're cool. And then like, you know, those rumble strips on the side oh, of the yeah. road, um, like we hit one and Rhoda's like, dude, why'd they put that in the middle of the road? And then, uh, it was like, let's stop and get some food and that'll pump us up. And the lady working there, I think she thought Rotor was like hitting on her or something. Because <laughs> like she just kept fucking up our order, and we're like we're the only two people, and like you hear her in the back, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And Roger's like, "Did you drop the fries?" And she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> so funny!" Here's <laughs> here's free apple pie fritters, and we're like, "No, we just want to leave. Like we just we want our food. We need to get back to Des Moines." <laughs> yeah, Rotor and I we laughed so hard. Like that was probably oh. the funniest we laughed, and it was pretty crazy. And so speaking of crazy, yeah, well, yeah. let's talk crazy. Let's talk crazy. What are you thinking? I don't know. Are you going to transition to the taco interview? That's kind of what I was going for. but Yeah. that's. I was trying to give you the floor there. <laughs> I was giving it to you. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So alumni weekend, whatever school you went to, go to them. They're fun. They're good to connect. Can't wait to talk to those you and I boys. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you can sneak up there and watch a match too. I know. I actually just sent an email to Adam Falk about a super site and I talked to Zeus. I would love for the Wombats to play oh. a match in cedar falls the same day as you and i so then one referee could ref That'd both be cool yeah so i'm putting it out there can the wombats play a match in cedar falls but we'll see we'll see what happens that'd be cool Ooh, that'd be really cool that would I be like cool that. but speaking of iowa rugby we have taco he's been a part of iowa rugby for over 20 years he says what he thinks and this is a real fun interview this was fun maybe our most controversial interview yeah, not really yeah, controversial. I don't know, I don't know about controversial, but he tells a lot of fun stories, dude. Yeah, I laugh really hard. <laughs> like really hard. <laughs> a lot of belly laughs. So, further ado, let's play the music. All right, and we are to the interview portion of today's show. And today we have a special guest with us. And if you've been a part of Iowa rugby at all or aware at all in the past i don't know two decades you definitely know this name taco welcome to the show how you doing man <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing well i'm doing well glad to be here yeah glad to have you uh you know i will say starting off like you're one of the first people that really pestered us like hey i need to get on i need to talk about some things so yeah yeah well i was trying to do like you know like because what you guys are doing is pretty awesome. Like, uh, I, I'm definitely jealous, and I wish I was as internet savvy as you fellows. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like wow, and like I even uh, 
the interview you guys did with Casey, like I shared with my good friend Nigel, and I was just like, man, there's got to be a way we can figure this out. Like, <laughs> how, like how do we not have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was all Phil's idea. He's like, hey, Ryan, you love to talk, and uh, there's so many people in this state that are characters like yourself that have so many stories, and we just feel like, you know, some of those stories, they're going to get lost over the years, so we figured this would be a cool way to connect with, you know, there's going to be a lot of young people that don't know you and you have a lot of great stories. So to start off, um, Ryan, I hate to, I hate to interrupt you, but first of all, Phil can eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Zeus and Chad, those guys are going to love this episode. <laughs> but, but, uh, you might call him Zeus, but I call him Hades Zeus. But no, like Ryan, you you have great interview like capabilities, man. You really do. Thanks, man. I uh, I'm just waiting for my chance to leave uh, public education. I'm waiting for Spotify to call and give me that yeah. Joe Rogan contract, and I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye, middle school math. Hello, late night. <laughs> but, hey, before we get started, let's talk about how great Phil's quads look. Damn. Oh, dude. Another nice thing. All right. They're damn good. Phil, how do you uh, get them looking so nice? They're not even yeah. shaved. I, I figured they'd be shaved. You got a little hair on there. They're a little hairy. Yeah. That's just a couple uh, squats, you know, here and there, some deadlifts. Uh, oh, yeah, another, taco. Uh, another great thing about Phil is... Uh, I don't know how many times like people shared him knocking that ball. And, oh, no. and my guy Phil always takes it with a green salt and just laughs. First person to mention it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, all right, let's get with the questions. What do you yeah. guys want to hear? <laughs> so starting off, uh, when did you start rugby and how did you get involved? Like what very first taco rugby experience? What was that? Taco. I uh I, I love it that you asked that. Um, I started playing rugby in 2002. <laughs> oh, so like, yeah, like, Phil, what year were you born? 92. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my oldest brother, he played rugby at UNI, like with the great Michael Harrow, the great Paul Emmerich. Like, he played rugby with him, and I was uh, flunking out of beauty school. And, and uh, like, I was a terrible student, like really bad student. And my brother got a hold of me. He's like, "Hey, man! Like, Clinton Rugby has a really good team." And so I started with Clinton, and then I spent two years on the B side. And this is a funny story that I got for you guys. But uh, I I talked to guys and. Uh, like having our own killer bee squad. We were all the killer, killer bees, and then once I got pulled up the A side, I totally ditched them. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all went to get tattoos. Like, we were going we to get killer bees, and then I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> Taco's getting himself a fish. <laughs> Ooh, that's awesome. I didn't know they had a bee site called Killer Bees. That's funny. Yeah, that was our bee site. Because we took it serious. Like, like, we were all really into it. Like, there was a whole group of us. 
But then once I got pulled up the A side, I totally dissed them. <laughs> when you when you got pulled up the A side, did they have you going to like scrum half or something right away, or did you get to like? Yeah, yeah, like uh, I I played winger like a couple times, but they they basically shunned me. They're like, yeah, you tackle worth the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but uh, the great Kelly Carter, who was my mentor and one of my very good friends, he uh he's like, hey, you need to play scrum half and. The way that I first played scrum half is we went to a Peoria Pigs uh, Snowbird 10 tournament when I was like 20, 21 years old. And TJ Naughton, like right away, was just like, hey, we don't have scrum half. You should play scrum half. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was terrified. I, like, I was scared for a second. And he slapped me in the face and says, you'll do fine. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, all right, I'm scrum half. And then ever since then, it's, you know, like everything kind of went my way. Like, you know, uh, you guys are forwards, which is definitely a position I could never play. But, like, uh, I tried playing hooker one time, and I was just like, well, this is stupid. Every <laughs> day. <laughs> It is funny, too, like how you, you know, you get onto the A side, you find your spot, and then you just settle there for, I don't know, 20 years. Like, now I'm a scrum half. No need to try anything else. And in 2002, was that around the time, Clinton, didn't they win a national title? In We won, we won a national title in 04. 04, so okay. scrum half, but I actually ended up playing fly half for a few years, too. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, like it was, and that was a great experience. It just, like a lot of people who play fly half, I have a ton of respect for because I, I took way more of a beating playing fly half than <laughs> you know, you got, you got Casey Hanson's running at you, you know. <laughs> like it, it was, uh, that was like when I was like, all right, guys. I'm going back to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Give me a fly half. I'm going back in. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and like, you know, I mean, you guys are big dudes and you guys are very good at the positions you play, but like a little guy like me, like even when I get heavy during COVID, I still only weigh like 180 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> God, you say you got heavy during COVID? Because I remember, oh, I I, remember oh, you using some weight. I got chubby as shit during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, living in Cedar Rapids was a great experience besides uh, DoorDash bringing me a gyro at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> And so, going back to Clinton starting off, you play there, you win a national title in 04. What were some of, because I think a lot of people too, Clinton, they've, you know, they had that B-side. Oh, they oh. hate us. They hate Clinton. Everybody hates Clinton. <laughs> and Clinton, for people that haven't played them, are known for a very physical game. No matter what type of Clinton squad it is, you know it's going to be like a battle. You know it's going to oh, be a better, fight. Yeah, you, you better have your yeah, because I know I was just talking to uh, Tyler Nugent this past weekend at UNI's Alumni Weekend, and we were talking about it was my first year with Bremer, and we came up to Clinton, and it was the same game that Eric Nichols got hurt, 
and also that was the I same game. Eagles. That was the same game that you had a penalty, and oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you were going to kick it. Like the penalty wasn't against you at the start, but then you're like, all right, I'm going to kick it, and the referee is standing at the mark, and you look at him and you say, I'm going to kick it. Move. Please, sir. Please, sir. Will you move? <laughs> and he said, no. And you said, yeah. and you like shrugged your shoulders and were like, all right. And you kicked it right into his gut. Oh, I fucking laced him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my first experience of playing against Clinton. And it was just like a fist fight for a full 80 minutes. And then, but that yeah. was the most funny rugby memory I probably ever have. Yeah, I, you know, I, I hope that I'm not remembered for that, but it was a great kick. <laughs> uh, you're not remembered for that. That was just like the start of like the memories for me. Well, and, yeah, and I, and I tried making peace with you. He's actually not a bad guy. Who was it even again? Is it, is it somebody? His, his name's Bunny. Bunny. Is he a guy from yeah. Illinois? He was out of no, city. He, oh, he's out of city. He's a, yeah, he was a first city guy. And, and, he, and he's a good dude, you know, like, he, but he just fucking hated me. <laughs> it, was, it was the heat of the moment. It was a very heated game, very it was a physical. Close match, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, the, wor- the worst, though, was like the way Becker explains it. He's like, he's like, oh, man, the look in your eyes when you kicked that ball out. <laughs> There was intent. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah good. <laughs> and talking about too, like sometimes, you know, playing scrum half and being on Clinton and, and being a little chippy sometimes, um, people, you know, may have a little rivalry with you at nine. I feel like that's something just scrum halves have a way of, um, for lack of a better term, being kind of a dickhead. Do you take pride well, in that? <laughs> I, I, and you're right. Yeah, like I mean, that is. I've never really thought about it that way, but like now, like you know, like the way you say it, like yeah, you, you do have to play with the chip on your shoulder. Oh yeah. And most and most of the scrum halves that I've played against, that I had the biggest rivalries with were the great Eric Wickham. Yep. The great Jeff McHenry. Yep. And like. And they both, like, if they wanted to, like, could hold me down and choke me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we keep telling our scrum half detour. We're like, hey, man, you need to get mean. Like, you need to get, like, chippy. You need to start stepping on toes in the scrum. You need to start, like, when people aren't looking. Like, I tell you what, like, uh, I was very happy to play with Bremer in that season that we went to the Midwest Finals. Like, what was that, a year or so ago? Yeah, last year, yeah. And it was great playing against you guys because I love violent games like that where where Cody Pierce just comes out of nowhere and starts messing everybody up. (laughs) But but, um, two things I took away from that game is DeAndre Moore deserves everything that he gets because, like, (laughs) Like he got brought up by Cody, and DeAndre just kept playing real hard. And then Nico, like Nico, played really hard. But another thing that was like, I looked at your guys' scrum half. I'm like, oh man, you're in for it today, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm getting old, but I'm not too old to rough you up. <laughs> 
young, he's fit, and he's he's learning the tricks. He's got a ways to go, but he's he's a good kid. Yeah, and, and no, and he played he played fine, but I but I really was impressed with like how because like everybody was trying to rip DeAndre's head off, <laughs> and I was very impressed with how DeAndre just weathered the storm and kept playing really good. Nico did as well. Oh yeah. Well, I think DeAndre's used to it. He since he played in high school, I think when he gets on a pitch, even if we've never seen a team before, like when he played for Bremer and we all played together in the playoffs, people he was just always a marked man cuz you knew he was getting the ball. You knew he wouldn't back down from shit talk and he just kept running at you. And so, whether he wanted it or not, he kind of attracted a target and sure. you just keep feeding him the ball and yeah, he he doesn't back down from it. No. Uh, DeAndre's a very good, very good player. Hey, so I went out and watched the national championship. Yep. And, uh, were you guys out there playing that? No, our buddy Luke, he yeah. he played for us, and then he moved down to Florida, and the squad he went on, he ended up uh, being in for the... Yeah, he was their inside center for Palm Beach uh, Rugby. Palm Beach, and yeah. He was on the starting side and on the field for their national championship win which is pretty cool well somebody can't fill a, a lozenge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, don't know, I don't know what it is about your voice Phil but it makes me want to crap or Taco are you talking about a few years ago with Bremer yeah oh, like, uh, yeah yeah were you yeah. guys part of that squad yeah yep so yeah I was uh, well we were both on that squad but Phil wasn't on the top 23 yeah, for the uh I didn't make top twenty three. He didn't make top twenty three. Oh, just... Phil, I, hope he, I like busting your busting your balls, Phil. But you're a baller, Phil. Like you play real well, man. Well, like, and after I, that match, I actually, like, well, and after you guys were like finally okay with me getting on this, because I'm like, hey, what a cool podcast. <laughs> I watched the Bremer because I was out there for yep, right. for Bremer. And I tell you what, man, Brett Barons is a bad fucking dude, man. <laughs> Like Brad Barons is like legit. Every time, he, every time he tackled anybody, like he beat him across. <laughs> Dude, do you ever listen to like the uh, recording for the match that they had and the oh, uh, announcers call him? They call him the was it the uh, Barons the Bear? Whenever he touched the ball, they loved him. <laughs> and did you know his uh, his warm up for each match? So he came in at prop for me, so I'd start the match and then. Once he was warmed up, he'd be like, Gray, I'm coming in. His warm up was drink six beers. Once those six beers were down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Brett. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. He's a throwback. He's the Brett Favre of Iowa rugby. Oh, yeah. He wears Wranglers and. <laughs> well, and the best part about that season, he'd show up in street clothes and he'd be drinking his warm-up beers on the sideline talking shit to people. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, fuck you. How about you come down here and say that? And then he'd pop his shirt off and be like, all right, pussy. And then he would sub me out. He'd sub me out and yell, kick me the ball and run straight at people every single time in that national championship. He snuck six beers, one in each of his cleats. He had some in his uh, game bag. <laughs> And he. No, that's no bullshit. Like, so I played with Dubuque in like 
2010-ish. I don't, you know, I don't even remember the year. But uh, we made it to the Midwest final, and Brenner was playing in like the Division Two Midwest final. Yep. And I walked, I walked up to the truck. You know, there's Wickham, the Barons, and they're all sitting there drinking Milwaukee Blue. I'm like, what, yep. the, yep. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> And like I, I'd like to consider myself a pretty uh, openly partier, but <laughs> but I was just like, man, wait. He's like, hey, you want a beer taco? I'm like, fuck no, I don't want a beer. <laughs> you can't change your rituals though. That was always their ritual before every match. It didn't matter if it was home at Bremer against some. At all, somebody. yeah, at all. I played in a seven. I I played a summer in sevens with them, and we kicked the ass and did well. And like by noon, every one of them was drinking beer, and then Zach was going to beat somebody else, like somebody up by three o'clock. Like, hey man, like this is going too far, guys. So, how did you end up with Bremer for this past season? What what led you to that? I was like, so me and me and Casey like would always talk about it, like like hey, we should play together and. I unfortunately broke my leg in like 2018 and I snapped my leg in half at your guys' stupid Irish fest. Yeah, I remember that. You hopped in with us for like five minutes and then just some stupid shit happened, obviously. And yeah, it was my own teammate that did it. And like, he's a, he's a nice kid and I see him all the time, but like, it, it is hard for me not to look at him and be like, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, me and Casey always talked about, and, and honestly, like, really, like, playing with Bremer that season was so uplifting for me and, like, so great. Like, it, like, if you, and I'm not a big Sevens fan, like, Sevens really isn't my thing. Like, I'm, I'm probably better at Sevens than I am Fifteens, but, like, the way that Bremer just handles rugby and, like, if you look at the kids that they have, they're all Sevens High School prodigies. Oh, yeah. Um, that entire group, like, when we played against yeah. Bremer in 15s this past year, you know, it was a lot of new faces, but a lot of them, you know, went yeah, to Waverly. All... They were coached by Wickham and Casey, and just, yeah. they're so fit, and they're just, they're all, like, you can put them at flanker, you can put them at center or wing. Like, they have the yeah. speed to do the back line, they have the power and tackling to do a forward just a really versatile team. And so it's kind of funny oh, to you're see. At, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're yeah. Absolutely, and, like, and, and that's exactly what Bremer was smart enough to do. And like Luke, Zach, Jackie. I mean, like if you look, in my mind, like your flankers are the most important position on the field next to your flyers. Like, because like, anybody can play nine. Like, not Everybody can play as good as I can, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you have two good flankers, you know, like, if you look at New Zealand through the years, like, having Richie McCall, and then if you have a good fly-ass, like, like, Jacket, like, Jack is for grammar, like, you're going to play really well. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I would personally say the front row – is the most important, but I get it. Probably that exchange in the middle and those flankers no, making the no, tackle. No bias there. No bias. Usually your front row can hold their own. You know, 
sorry. You're right. Like it. No, actually, I'm just fucking around. Like we're we're very replaceable. <laughs> no, but but you're but you are right though. Like, because if your front row gets beaten on, like, what do you do? You know, like, yeah. like right. if you don't win your own ball. Yeah. And so for this upcoming fall, are you going to play with Bremer again, or what's that look like for you? I, well, <laughs> are we breaking news right now? <laughs> We have an exclusive. Taco on the spot. What are you doing? Well, I'm getting pretty old. Um, Full-time referee? No, and honestly, like, I'm so grateful that, like, there is an Adam Falk. Like, Adam Falk is a great referee. Oh, yeah. yeah. JJ is probably one of my favorite referees. Referee in rugby is fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been doing it all, like, the last couple of years for high school. I mean, you've been, like, oh, yeah. every single week I, you're out there. I had to threaten a, I had to threaten a kid's dad. Like, talk to me like that again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think, do you think that's, like, your way of, like, paying back of all the all the sirs that you gave a hard time over the years? Like, it's, oh, it's, it's a little I was pretty terrible to referee. Like, I got to admit that. Um, but one good thing that I can... Like, I collected one check, and I was like, man, I gotta, I, I can't be collecting money for a referee in rugby. And I haven't ever since. Like, I, I volunteered my time, and I just give the money back. Wow, that's really, yeah. that's really cool, especially when, I mean, the league is so small, and it's run by, like, there's just a small handful of people, and I know the money doesn't stretch very far. So to do that and to give back and to, like, see that value in the game – I think that's huge. And I think too, for, for a lot of people to like, think like, Oh, Taco's a scrum half and he's scrappy, but like, no, you're a dude who cares a lot about rugby and you want to see it grow. And I mean, and and that's why I really appreciate you guys having me on. Cause right when I saw when you guys were doing this, I was like, Holy shit, man, I got all sorts of stories. (laughs) (laughs) What's uh? what's your favorite story from refereeing so far? Like, What's been the best moment? And then also, what's been, like, the worst moment, referee? Uh, okay, so... <laughs> um, I, I, I can't give you my my worst moment as a referee, but can I give you one of my favorite moments as a player? Yep. Yeah, we'll take that. Yep. All right. So, do you guys, do you guys know who, who coaches... Uh, uh, that Des Moines team that won the yep. state championship. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so we're playing Des Moines, and all of a sudden Colt gets up and just screams, "Somebody bit me!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the referee was just appalled. Like it was Steve Murray, and he, he was pissed. He's like, "Hey, you know, like if." Somebody doesn't fess up to who bit him. Like this game ain't going on. And he grabbed Dave Ugard for captain. He goes, "You find out who bit this guy, or I'm red carding you right now." <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, Dave, Dave walks up and goes, "I can't believe somebody bite this guy. Who bit him? Who bit him?" <laughs> and and Kelly was our starting scrum half. And Kelly goes. Dave, I bit him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dave, Dave goes, really, Kelly? He goes, yeah, yeah, I bit him. 
so I Carl, Carl goes, Carl, you bit him. Go fuss up. So Carl also says, referee, Steve Murray goes, yeah, I bit him. But so that that was just hilarious. Like when I walked away from it, I'm like, "Wow, oh, hey, you are straight gangster!" Because <laughs> <laughs> he came up with it so quick. He's like, "Kelly, did you really bite him?" Like, yeah, Dave, I bit him. He goes, "Now, Carl, you bit him." <laughs> <laughs> but so, as far as my worst refereeing experience was, uh. I was refereeing Iowa Falls and Mason City after playing you guys. <laughs> like, I, like, I played less than one, and, and that was a fun game. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, like if you guys would have won, I'd have been proud of you. And, and by the way, I am super, super proud of you guys for what you've been doing in West Des Like, I think it's super cool. Like, you guys started your own club, and you're killing it. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm really, really, really proud of you guys. We're trying our best. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's easy just to join another club, but you yeah. guys started your own club. Yeah, we appreciate that. We felt like there was a there was a little bit of a hole here, and after COVID and not driving all the time, it was kind of like, let's try something different and take a new approach to it in this area, this community. So. You know, yeah. just just something a little different than the team across uh, town. You guys, and... you, guys, you guys put your time in with Bremer. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, you put your time in. And, and a lot of the things we do is what we learned at Bremer, yeah. what we learned at I. It's like we took pieces from, from them and we're like, how do we make it work in this community? And well, it's working, you know? Yeah, and you guys are killing it. And like, tell me, though, that that wasn't like the best experience. Rugby experience you've ever had is playing Bremer. No, actually, that was one of the most physical matches I've ever been in. I've never no, played. No, no, I've no. Never... I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like being a part of Bremer. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that was yeah. that was amazing, and like that was a time Everybody too. Everybody was good. Yeah, <laughs> we had in going that national, you know, championship game team. We had 28 guys that were just dogs. Yeah. Like you had yeah. guys like Tyson Toit and Grant Stephan. Coming off the bench, Phil didn't even make the top twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where you got subbed out. You're like, because Phil, it's because Phil sounds like shit when he talks. <laughs> he, he couldn't speak for himself back then. <laughs> no one respected him. <laughs> and then they made him buy a ticket to come out to Denver. <laughs> Wait, no, you didn't even... I didn't even go. Yeah, no. Phil didn't even come. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, and Tyson was a baller too, man. Like, yeah, Tyson was very good. Oh, yeah. No, that was that was some of the most fun and, like, some of the highest level rugby I ever played. And, and then also, too, like, when you look at that match, there was multiple guys who went on to play, like, on the other team in the MLR, and it was like, wow, that's pretty neat. Like, yeah, and that one guy even pursuing, like, pro, like, NFL kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, Wickham. Yeah. Yeah. See, and like, that's one thing I'm going to say. Like, now that I have this platform, and and you're going to listen to every goddamn word I have to say. Fire away. (laughs) Eric Eric Wickham is, in my mind, 
Yeah, he's definitely like, up there. But he really, really, and like, he, he had such character and such, like, wherewithal, where he's like, all right, Chaco, you're playing nine, I'm going to play hooker. And I had a terrible, terrible game against Akron, Ohio. And right when I go to put the ball in, Wickham looks at their hooker and goes, I've been fucking you up all day. <laughs> Dude, I totally see where people are, like, scared to play against Wickham because I never played against him until I played against Bremer. And that was rough. That was really rough. He's got a motor that doesn't quit, and he knows how to tackle, and he knows the game. Fest one time, Paul Damagey was refereeing us, and Joe Randall just kicks it to clear it. I forget who we're playing against, but Pierce is on the wing, head hunting, just 100 miles per hour. The kid yeah. catches the ball, catches it cleanly. Pierce is like four steps away, cuts this kid in half, just shoulder oh, yeah. right into the gut, perfect form tackle. He scoops behind both legs. And it was like you hear the kid's soul leave his body. Just <laughs> so Paul Damagey blows the whistle, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? That was a clean tackle!" And yeah, he just throws yeah. his hands up, like, "Yeah, he." I actually know exactly what Paul Damagey <laughs> said. He goes, "Listen, listen, listen. Come over here and listen." <laughs> yeah, he basically was like, "Yeah, that was uh, he." Uh, he tackled him too hard. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It just happened so bang bang. It like he hit so hard it looked illegal, but it was like it was a perfect form tackle, and that was Pierce. He was a he's a missile. At oh all yeah, times. dude. We were we were playing in St. Cloud, and he did that to a guy, and like you know we we all kind of got into a little bit of a dust up after it. And I looked over at Cody and I'm like, man, you ever fucking treat me like that again? I'm gonna shoot you in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Because Cody just like, no worry about his body. No. Well, that's another reason why he plays one year and then he is injured one year and then he plays a year. We always gave him a hard time. His nickname in the group chat when we were in it was uh, Boot Scooter or something because he was always wearing a boot because he kept hurting his foot. Well, that one year he broke his collarbone from hitting a guy so hard, too. Yeah, yeah. straight baller. Straight baller. But, but back to Wickham, like – you know, obviously Casey is one of the most dominant players Iowa's had in a long time because Casey's just so big and he's so fast. Like every team Casey plays against, he does very well against. Mm-hmm. But I, I would really like like everybody to know how good Eric Wickham is. Like Wickham is a fucking baller, man. <laughs> he he's very good. And you know who another guy that doesn't get mentioned because he does everything quietly is Tommy. Oh, the Simon? Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, Tommy, I mean, he's he's so good. You know, like... No, oh, I love playing with Tom. He's got... He just has no quit, and he'll tackle anybody, and then also, too, I, when he runs, he likes to run with violence. Like, he wants oh, to yeah. fuck people's days. Yeah. Like, he, he wants to give them a good shiver, 
And he he remembers it too. Like after the match, like you'll talk to him. And he's just like, oh yeah, remember this? I yeah, fucked that there. guy up. <laughs> There was like, yeah. there was standing water in certain parts and in a tackle, there was like eight people in the ruck and yeah, he helped, he waterboarded that guy. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. It's like, let him up, Tommy. Jesus. <laughs> but Taco, you were going to tell us a story about uh refereeing with, uh, yeah, you played against so, us, River City, Mason City. That's the same so I, team in Iowa Falls. <laughs> I get I get done playing against you guys, and it was a it was a fun game. And, and like I said, there was a I was terribly proud of DeAndre. I thought Nico. I was like, man, like good for them. Like like they got balling the whole game. Like I and I respect that out of people. Like you know, like if. Your back's against the wall, and you you keep saying eat shit. I'm gonna play hard. I respect that. So we get done playing you assholes, <laughs> and, and I had to drive to Iowa Falls to referee the Mason City uh, Iowa Falls game. It was a night game, mm. and oh, and like it's the second time I've refereed Mason City. And that dude with the ponytail always gives me a hard time. And I'm like, man, you're showing up with 13 guys. You're down 73 to nothing. What the fuck could I possibly do for you? <laughs> and he just kept giving me a hard time. And like, I finally looked at him and I'm like, I will literally walk off this field right now. <laughs> like, I apologize. <laughs> the power doesn't get to your head not at all <laughs> I could end this game right now yeah like I will I, I'm so frustrated right now like I'm fucking tired I'm, I'm hurt <laughs> but like uh, that was my worst refereeing experience another one was refereeing in Cedar Rapids and uh, I was doing a high school game and this dad just like went unleashed on me and was like, do you even play rugby? Do you even know what rugby is? <laughs> and, and I mean, you guys are well aware of how I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what was the civil response you gave back? <laughs> I, I, I fucking blew up the game and like took off running it. <laughs> 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 and, and like he got freaked out and like turned coat and ran away from me I'm like oh you better run fucko <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing people don't talk about is there's a lot of ref abuse but Dude. what about the abuse from the ref back to the fans like if if a fan dishes it out is it okay if a referee is like, I will fight you in the parking lot? Yeah, like, I will literally chase you around town. But, uh, I think I, I think one of the bad things about refereeing is sometimes people get a little too arrogant mm -hmm. and like make the game more about them than the game. Like if that makes any sense. Yeah. I feel like you see that a lot of times at like the higher levels too, like where it's like sometimes just let the boys play 
but yeah. they feel like, you know, I gotta, I gotta make every little call. I gotta remind people right. I'm on the pitch. I'm the 31st man. I'm here. And it's like, just let things play out a little bit. It kind of yeah. makes, it kind if of it makes... doesn't affect the ball, let them play. Yeah. And, and it's when you do play, uh, and that was the fun thing about playing with Bremer is like, we were constantly playing against good teams and it, it was good rugby. Like, you, you just play. But, like, when you play against, like, the, like a, a Clinton Cedar Rapids team, a Clinton Iowa City game, where everybody's diving over and, you know, Randy Kibberts has to, you know, constantly blow everything up. And it's, that's when it gets kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And I was going to ask you, too, you know, you've been playing for – over 20 years now. And, you know, you played with Clinton when they were a national champion. And to see Clinton, you know, they've had a few tough years lately. How has Iowa rugby, in your eyes, how has it changed? Has it gotten better? How has it gotten worse? Like, basically just like the whole vibe of Iowa. What's different? What's good? What's bad? Uh, from your viewpoint. I think, I, think, uh, I think what you guys are doing is pretty amazing. And I'm Super proud of you guys. Like, I'm very supportive of that. Like, I think Weston Williams is doing a good thing. I think what Tyler Day- Daly is doing and mm-hmm. in, in Iowa City is super awesome. And I'm also very supportive of that. I think, like, what's really changed is Sevens has become more important. Mm-hmm. And, and in my mind... Sevens is only good for a certain amount of people. Yeah. And and like I like what I've tried to kind of say in the past is I'm way better at sevens than I am fifteens. Like I, I fucking that's right. Fucking dominate sevens. <laughs> but but what I love about fifteens is that everybody's capable of playing fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a Ryan Gray wouldn't wouldn't be good at sevens. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I've had some okay matches. Didn't you know that he was the Iowa Block Party, Iowa's the Iowa City Block Party uh, MVP in 2015? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy getting in front of you to tackle you, but <laughs> I, I would. But I would run right around you. <laughs> oh no, no! I don't play defense. I, I don't play defense in sevens. I'm an offensive-only player. But but, but you have an opportunity to be very good at 15s. Right, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and sevens, that'd be wishy-washy. Right, it's not meant for guys like me. It's it's meant for – well, and it's like it's a young kid's game too. And I I think I've seen you talk with people like on Facebook before. There's, There's always debate about the high school game. And, you know, with sevens, we can create more teams. And we and are I seeing big. We and, are seeing big guys come out for sevens, but you know they're not having as much fun as they could have if they're playing fifteens. No. And there and there and there's kids that aren't capable of playing football mm-hmm. like that. That would be good at rugby. And and I go hard in the paint. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of coos to me, and I and I say things that I do regret. <laughs> but like. I just, like, you know, like, I'd really like to see 15s grow back in Iowa. But, like, when I first started playing in 
2002, there was at least 30 rugby teams. Right. And, like, you look at the number that there is now, like, it ain't even close to that. Right. And I think all Iowa, that tournament, the all Iowa tournament is a huge example of that. I remember even back in 2009 was my first time I went to all Iowa and it was huge. And then now they're lucky to get yeah. six teams. Yeah. And like, if you look at the, if you look at how much dues are on with rugby, like with 15 rugby teams, mm-hmm. like we're basically supplementing everything for sevens. And, and I love seeing Perry Baker, Perry Baker score five tries a game. Like, that guy's one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. But I also think, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> how, do you, like, how do you think as a state, how do you think we change that? How do we grow 15s? I mean, you see Dubuque is coming back. Quad City just think, came back. How do we do I it? Think kinda, I think, I think kind of, like, you know, listening to you and Casey talk, like, I think Casey's on the right path. And I, I know he's mad at me for not going to the last Bremerson game, but uh, I think what Casey's doing is is pretty special. I, I think I think that's a good help. I, I think apparently sevens, high school sevens, is a necessity to be able to have a men's club but i also think like there's just too many options for kids now mm-hmm. like when i when i was a kid like we we'd fucking have beers and go chase pussy <laughs> <laughs> there's no Fortnite back then for you <laughs> yeah and, and rugby was just like Wow, this is perfect. <laughs> like, like you mean to tell me I got twenty three of my close friends that'll kick the shit out of anybody for me? <laughs> it's kind of like um, a rat for grown ups almost, but not as douchey. Oh my as god, Phil, are you talking again, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Sorry, I'll sit here. No, not, Phil. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> can't really come from like a a singular person like hey here's the plan like it's got to be each community each team each whatever and I know Phil and I like we went back to you and I for alumni weekend and one thing we told all the kids too it's like I don't care where you move to just keep playing rugby like I think that's something too we lose so many kids after high school and after college they just don't play and I don't know if it's because they don't know that that's an option or if they just are over it or if no one's reached out to them, but has, has O'Haro has like, has O'Haro or like Ethan ever reached out to you guys? Because that was like the big thing Ethan said, like you and I had a dominant team when I started in 2002, mm. like with the Paul Emmerichs and stuff. And Ethan was like the one who went to Iowa city and like made sure they were good. And then Clinton, O'Haro came and played with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be like, on sometime. Yeah. 
Definitely. Because Ohoro was one of our uh, select side coaches for college when we were at UNI. And so, yeah, I mean, Ohoro's a beast, man. He taught Phil and I how to do a rolling mall, and yeah. it was awesome. And we use it all the time. We, we still call it. it Green Apple. Thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think about that mauling is not allowed anymore? What do you mean? Is that a new bylaw? Like, did that just come across? Yeah. Well, like, it's like, so say I'm, we're mauling against you. Mm-hmm. If you guys just back away from it. Oh, yeah. No it, contact. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Well, yeah that that's is a terrible rule. Yeah, because you see that in lineouts a lot where you get set for the mall, and if they don't engage, you can't drive forward. Yeah. I think yeah. as a forward, like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand the purpose of it. It's like, if you want to drive forward, you need to stop me, not we're too scared to engage because yeah. you're stronger than us. Like, if we can yeah, if we can maul 80 meters, let's maul 80 meters. I mean, you can still grab them and pull them into you, though, and basically have it count still. I mean, some that's, referees. That's a, good, works. that's a good thing, though. But like, are your arms <laughs> long enough? Eh. Well, I'm not usually in the line. I'm the one throwing. Yeah. <laughs> good save. My, yeah. big thing, my big thing is though is like, there's teams like, like we wouldn't we wouldn't have won a national championship without them. Yeah. Like, like we've been screwed if that rule was around and. I get it that they're saying, hey, we need more scoring, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what a stupid rule. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just an enthusiast of kicking balls at referees. And- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you, especially as, like, a pack player in the Midwest. I feel like the Midwest, especially Iowa, it's a very simple yeah. game of we're going to just run you over, run down your throat, and punch you in the mouth. And a mall is a massive part of that. Like. Yeah. And that's the bigger team, the stronger team. They're gonna they're gonna come out on top. Let me ask you guys something. Yeah. Who, who's the toughest teams you guys have ever played against? Mm. WRC WRC was one that I was always like, oh shit. <laughs> well, I know I know when I first started with Bremer, I knew when we played Clinton. Like I was getting punched. Yeah. Like I like yeah, the score. Right oh, the Omaha Goats. Yeah, they, yeah, they used to hit hard too. Omaha Goats were always a tough one because they were just they were still D two when I started playing men's league, um, and we'd play them every once in a while. That was always a tough one. Yeah. Um, no shit, I never would have thought that. Man, who else? Trying to think. What about what about you, Phil? I said Omaha Goats is up there. <laughs> I know in college, too, Duluth. They, Duluth that sucked. always sucked heart. playing against Duluth. So sometimes those, I don't know, when we were when we were D2 with Bremer, any of those teams in, like, like uh, Metro. Metro was good. They always. Metro us. was good. Metro was always good. Yep. And, like, yeah, even their second side, I Dude, mean, they came in. They just. I remember Metro had a oh, guy yeah. that punched me in the face, and the serve was like, hey, wait a minute. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. And then he's like, well, that was probably retaliation for something. Like, what the hell? <laughs> well, this goes to your beard. <laughs> yeah, this nerd. He just heard Phil talk, and he's like, he put his card back in his pocket. <laughs> hey, so. So let's talk about Chad Gilbert. Uh, I've been waiting for this all day. I fucking love that guy, man. Dude, me too. You know he's on rag uh, right now? He what? He's on rag right now. He's riding his bike. Like a nerd. Oh. Well, let's punch him right in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And I love how he 
decided to come play with Bremer in the spring after I leave Bremer when I was trying to get him to play with us for years. You tried to get him to play for five years with us. Yeah. And then the day you leave yeah, is the day I, he joined. I didn't feel kind of bad about that because, like, I totally was like, dude, if you play for West Des Moines, every time I play against you, I'm going to punch you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That explains why he was like, oh, I might come play with you guys. And then he never responded. Well, <laughs> so, and, thanks a lot, Taco. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Did you All right, so what was, the, what was the other question you had, Brian? Let's not let Phil talk this conversation. <laughs> okay. more. So what's your connection to this guy? What For the people listening who don't know this fella, this what? guy with a really good name that should be Chad, not Chad. <laughs> oh, I love Chad. Chad is one of my very good friends. Me too. Weird. How, how, did, how do you guys all know Chad? So, I actually had a funny story about that. <laughs> 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 so, Chad, like, he, he started playing rugby with us when he was, like, 20. I was like, hey, man, what's, what's your fucking name, man? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Chad. And like, I thought Chad was German. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Chad, I was like, I'm like, hey man, so where are you from, dude? Like, you a foreign exchange student? (laughs) 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 And and Comanche is basically a suburb of Clinton. And he's like, no, I'm from Comanche. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean you're from Comanche? He's like, yeah, man, just down the street. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, that's ex- <laughs> literally exactly how he'd say that, too. You sound kind of like Chad there for a minute. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I just, I just live down the street. I'm a Kansas City Chief fan. <laughs> yes, Chad was my roommate for a year at UNI, and I remember the first week he came down, and we went out bar hopping on Main Street, and we were trying to get back to our house, and we didn't have a ride or anything. We're just walking down the street, and like Chad lived in Cedar Rapids before he moved there, and he kept saying to me because he was just hammered off his ass. He's like, "Why don't we just order an Uber?" But like twelve fucking times, and I'm like, "Chad, for the last time." We don't have Uber in Cedar Falls. And finally, we just came up to like a stoplight, and there was this guy or whatever, and he had his truck or whatever, and we're like, hey, man, like, you can't we just hop in the bed of your truck and you give us a ride? He's like, where do you live? Like, sweet. So we hopped in there, and he gave us a ride back, and then we walked over to Taco Bell. <laughs> and Chad's just like, and Chad's in there, and he's like, I need a lot of hot sauce. So like, okay. And he's like, no, I mean, like, I need an embarrassing amount of hot sauce. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I love how you finally fell. You finally spoke up. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good story, I, too. Oh, dude. He's like, I needed an embarrassing amount of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was good. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah, Chad's a good shit, man. He's a really good shit. <laughs> Uh, is he going to play this year for anybody? Do you know? I don't know. He's, de- he's definitely going to play with Bremer. And he's giving me a hard time about it. He's like, where are you playing? I'm like, well. You saw he's getting married too, right? Well, I, I actually moved back to Clinton. What's that? I actually moved back to Clinton. Oh, you moved back to Clinton. I was just saying, yeah. I don't know if you knew that Chad got, is getting married. 
Yeah, yeah. His, and his wife, or his fiance, whatever you want to call it, she's a super sweet girl. Oh, yeah. You moved back to Clinton? I thought you were in Cedar Rapids. I was in Cedar Rapids for a while, and I moved back to Clinton. <laughs> Living in Cedar Rapids, do you, uh, do you hang out with Eric Toronto a lot? I did. I ended up kissing him off. Uh, <laughs> as your, uh, the Midwest Finals, and, but in my defense, he he used to really critique the way that I play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be open to criticism, Taco. <laughs> uh, but in my mind, it's like, who the fuck asked you? <laughs> Hey, I, I lived with him for two years at UNI, and he still critiques me to this day um, just about life. So not even just <laughs> rugby, but um, and, and being a Bears fan and just, uh, you know. It, like, try, trying to talk <laughs> you into getting into Jesus and shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, what would he critique you about? You know, just like, uh, just, you know, he just re- would remind me that uh, I'm kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> As if I didn't need to remind you. Me. Literally can, hey, brother, you literally can deadlift a truck. <laughs> a small truck, but yeah. Yeah, a fucking Nissan. A cold one, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, um, Taco, thinking back through 20 years, thinking of teammates, who are a handful of your favorite people you ever played with? I'll tell you right now. Uh, Jacob Meyer, who played at UNI, and me and him traveled the U.S. together. Like, we went and played in Huntington Beach together. We played in Newport, Rhode Island. He he fucked everybody up. <laughs> he really did. But I always got more playing time with him because I was just better. And and he he was my still to this day he's my favorite teammate. Um, Steve Rudin from Dubuque, mm-hmm. yeah. who, who I also played with, like just made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. All fucking time, yeah. but, uh, but like everybody that never saw him play, Steve Rudin would literally score three tries a game, like literally three tries a game, and like we've all had conversations about Casey, DeAndre, Eric. Did any of them score three tries a game? I mean, he's usually pretty up there. I mean, so was Casey when we were playing with him. I don't know. I'm, but I know I'm Steve. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's like a insulting. No, piece. no, I'm I, just I saying know like he's just yeah. he was consistently like yeah. every so match good. he would just yeah. take over. Rudin literally scored three tries a game, like literally. <laughs> and uh, so Rudin, and then. There was a guy named Billy Mathis that nobody ever remembers, but he he beat the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Billy, I remember one time, well, and Lee Bowen. Lee Bowen from Cedar Rapids was very good. What, uh, Billy Mathis, was that one of those things where 
you're playing scrum half, maybe getting into it with someone, someone comes at you and he just stepped in and beat the fuck out of him for you? <laughs> no, that wasn't really Billy's deal. Like, I was playing in an old boy, young boy game and Billy ran at me and I fucking grabbed him and threw him down to the ground and he got up and punched me right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, I dare you to touch me again. <laughs> that's, that's Billy Mathis. <laughs> and I was terrified of him ever since. Who's, who's one person you played against that you never got to be a teammate with that you would like to have played with? I know you said, like, Casey was one of those people, but then you did play with him. Yeah. Who would be yeah, another one? Yeah. That... And I love playing with Casey. <laughs> and I love playing with Wickham. Okay, I really did. Yeah, who would be I another said... person? I, oh, ask me question. that question again. Let me let me hear that again. So, team or a, a person you played against over the last twenty years of all the people you've played against, who would you want to play with for one game? But I did get a chance to play with them. Like me and Lee did play together, but but Lee Bowling, like Lee, Lee is unbelievable. <laughs> He's a fucking baller. Did you play? Where did you play with him at? Uh, I played core with the Coralville Reefers, the sevens team with him, and okay. it's kind of the same thing with Rudin. Like, like we all played together mm-hmm. for a sevens team, and and Lee, like, what was fun about Lee? Like, Lee is fucking violent. <laughs> <laughs> He gives he gives no fucks. <laughs> and uh, Casey and Wickham, like I, I'd probably say Wickham. To be honest with you, like Wickham, Wickham was always one of my favorite players. I I finally got to play with him, and luckily enough, it worked out well. And lucky enough, he was happy that I played with him. So, uh, do you guys know uh, fucking Simoli from Northeast Iowa? Oh, Simoli? Yeah. Like Matt? He hit, he hit me fucking late one game. Adam. Like, Adam really, he hit me really late. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, right before I could get up to be like, Pull that shit again, I'm gonna fuck you in the mouth. <laughs> my, my boy Danny Peters picks him up and slams him on his fucking back. Jesus. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Danny P was good. He was good. Oh, yeah. Well, Taco, we're kind of coming up to the end here. I just want to say I appreciate just the passion and love you have for rugby in Iowa, and just you have a shitload of stories and we're definitely going to have you back on again to share more. Um, and especially too, we're going to check back in with you to see what you're doing this fall and see if you're refereeing some high school girls matches or if you're playing somewhere. Um, but yeah, man, we just, we love the stories. We no, love Ryan. Ryan, this was super sweet of you guys. <laughs> and, and I really I appreciate it. Phil like, yeah. sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> I know what a dinosaur sounds like. 
We'll, we'll make sure next time you come on, uh, Phil will drink hot tea all day and he won't talk. We'll save his voice. Also, I request next time we get Taco in person and we also bring Chad. <laughs> you know, no, like I, shirts are going to be off. Really, it's going to get sweaty. I really, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And I wish I would have got more in depth with certain things, but hey, I really, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. I really did. Well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, we can get into more stuff next time for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we just scratched the surface on on topic. Yeah. We're gonna have multiple episodes because I guarantee there's gonna be some good feedback for this one. So thanks, man. Well, appreciate everything you do. It's, it's funny that we talk for an hour, and I feel like we can go for hours more. <laughs> I know. It's like it's so common. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's like like when we told you like, hey, man, we just hit an hour, and it's like we're still warming up. <laughs> Uh, whatever, Phil. You smell like shit. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I just got no working out. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate your guys' friendship. Yeah. So you're too, my brother. Cheers, brother. We'll call you soon. All right. All right. I look forward to it. Be well. I love you. Always fun to talk to Taco. I love me some Taco. The best part, here's a little behind the scenes. Uh, we did not write down a single question. Nope. We don't usually write down like any, though. I mean, like, eh, or like sometimes we got like feeder questions. Yeah, but, we have like a general idea yeah. of how we want to structure an interview. Yeah. And we knew that like, no matter how we try to control this or like where, like Taco needs an episode where it just, where he just goes. Mm. Um, and that was fun. And I feel like, too, we barely scratched the surface. Oh, yeah. Like, that was almost another Tylee Daily extravaganza episode. Three hours. Like, if it, he was it here could have been three hours. <laughs> if he was here in person, we would go until the sun came up. Guarantee it. Oh, that would be... <laughs> yeah. That'd be rough for me, though. I got work. <laughs> oh, I got to work. Yeah, well, I don't have to work till the end of August because we're on summer break. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, love, love Taco. He's a great guy. Loves rugby and... and you know who he is. I mean, he's he's been around. and Dude, he, we still didn't get that answer out of him, though, if he's playing with Bremer the fall or not. So I'm curious to see what he does. There was a few questions, too, where, like, yeah, we tried to break the news, and he he really got out of that question. And he did talk about how he loved playing with Casey Hansen yeah. and talked about kind of some of the things that Casey is doing. Mm -hmm. And one of those things, that Rebel Rugby man. I know, dude. I saw, like... I mean, I don't want to ever put any words in Casey's mouth or anything like that. But, like, just from seeing everything he was posting and everything, like, looked like they had a phenomenal weekend. Yeah. And I feel like you don't even have to put words in his mouth. You can just yeah, say just what he said on Facebook. Pretty much. You <laughs> Use his words. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, it just looks like, uh, you know, their U18 were the champs or whatever. They went 6-0, and oh, which is wild. Yeah. Their U8... That was in the elite division. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Which I'm assuming – I'm not 100 percent sure, but did the, the Iowa kids all play in the elite spot? Gavin Olson, Mikey Santo, and, and Tyler, Tyler Gass. Gass. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they were on that U18 elite. I want to say maybe. If not, they were they were they there, were there yeah, because the U18 Open went four one and one. Yeah, and then and the U16 champs won as well. They went four and one. Four yeah. and one. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. That's so, a really cool thing that they're doing. I four, love it. 14 one and one between the three teams. Wow. 
And that's the thing. They were, I mean, it was the NAI7, so the national, what's the, oh, shoot, sorry. It's the national, what does that acronym stand for? <laughs> NAI, I, I just read it somewhere. It's the fucking A, Phil. <laughs> what? I know. North American Invitational? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what that's it is. What it is. Oh my god! Wow, Deaver's gray. Do your research. I know. Sorry. Oh, I have the page pulled up on Golf Rugby. <laughs> it is. It, but I, like I mean, the golf's been doing a lot, covering a lot of that stuff too. Like all that stuff that Casey and like yeah. Nelson and all of them are involved in with the U18 stuff. Like he's been covering a lot of stuff. Well, I feel like they know that like there's things happening in Iowa and there's people who care. Mm-hmm. And you think of those like hotbeds like Utah mm-hmm. and Denver. And down in Texas, like the Houston, Dallas yeah. area, like, you know, you know that there's people there that are getting stuff done. The fact that there's people in Iowa who are creating new pathways out of nothing. Yeah. Like Casey's making connections to guys all across the country so that there's a pathway for high school kids in Iowa because the talent is there. Yeah. The work ethic is there. And I think that's why it's getting noticed. And then when they show up, they win. Yeah. They're a part of these programs. And it's like our boys can ball. Our girls can ball because then you move over to that Eagle impact uh, rugby Academy. We talked to Liberty a few weeks ago. She's over there in Ireland and you see pictures like they're literally playing rugby in a, in front of a castle. Yeah. And then the U 16 and the U 18 girls, they beat, and I don't know how to say this name. Leinster. They're, they're famous. Yeah. But they say it, Leinster, yeah, Leinster. But they beat him forty-six to seven. Damn, like that is a professional team's academy. So this is a professional team, mm-hmm. and then basically they're like, we want these girls to play for us, and we're going to train them. They go to school, whatever, and then someday they'll play for our pro mm-hmm. team. That's how they do it in other countries, like yeah. for soccer, for rugby. They have academies. You're a part of the academy, and then once you grow up, you're a pro. These are future professional players that they have marked and identified. And then our girls went over there and beat them 46 to seven. Yeah. And Liberty was a part of that. I know it's haven't, cool seeing her in Eagles jersey, dude. That I know. So cool. And I haven't talked to Kelsey. Kelsey McDowell yeah. is one of the coaches for this as well. Yeah. An Iowa State coach. She's helping coach Liberty, who was a Roosevelt Des Moines player. Oh, who coached at Roosevelt? Jeremy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. Emily Dearden. Um, yeah, so it's just cool to see like these Iowa connections. Um, I can't wait to hear like how Liberty was involved in this game. But forty six to seven, I mean, no matter what she did, it was probably yeah. good. It was a good outcome. Likely, yeah. yeah, and that's well, just we'll definitely have to get a hold of Kelsey too. Yeah. Like give her maybe we'll have to give her a call or something like that one of these times. Well, that's why I had Megan on because I knew Kelsey was in Ireland. Yeah. So that's why no bias there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just Kelsey's overseas, and yeah, just our kids can play at a high level. And I think that's very apparent. And also, these kids are playing sevens, and then this Eagle Impact Rugby Academy, they're playing 15s. Yeah. Liberty's played in like three 15s matches. Mm. This is the Hawkeyes or whatever, right? And then uh, did she do some some Thunderbird stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, she's played in less than 10 15s matches. And then she's over there in Ireland playing. It's it's awesome. It's It's surreal. It's (laughs) wild. Like, I, I think of like my sixth match playing rugby. You know, I was probably playing Minnesota's B-side for yep. 30 minutes. <laughs> Mankato I, State's B-side. I think that was, like, one of my first matches. Yeah. <laughs> and then also talking about, like, these high school teams. 
Uh, the girls' season is coming yeah, up. It's coming up. So I want to have on soon some girls' coaches. I'd like to have someone from the Iowa Youth Rugby Association to kind of talk about the league. Um, we're going to try to get that lined up. And then what's really cool is there might be more, but I guarantee, I know for a fact, there's three brand new head coaches. Annie Myers is taking over at Roosevelt. Yep. Megan Nelson is bringing Valley back. Mm-hmm. She's already got like 20 plus people. She's crushing it. She's creating yeah, an we see awesome. Her, we see her over at the fields practicing too. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's creating this awesome culture. And then Mallory Hammett is bringing East back. Nice. So, and also, you know what's really cool about those three? Hmm. They all play for the Des Moines oh, yeah. Women's Rugby Club, which, how cool is that? You know, you have three people from one club coaching the high school girls. Those girls, they go off, they play. If they move back to the Des Moines area, it just feeds into itself. Hmm. And that's one thing I know Jeremy and I talked about. We loved coaching the girls at Roosevelt. The time wasn't there. But I do think it's so important that we have more female coaches coaching females. Mm-hmm. You heard it when we talked to, you know, our female guests. It is important to have that representation. It is yeah. important to hear things from, you know, and to see like women in a power position. So really cool to see that there's three brand new coaches. They're all female. They're all rugby players. It's going to help the female game grow so much. So shout out to them. Yeah. I want to have those three on. We should. We should just get all three of them on. Yeah. Maybe not at the same time, but like, yeah, you know. You could. No, yeah, I mean, you could try it. Yeah. yeah. A little round table. You won't be allowed to talk. <laughs> at all. I mean, we, we, have, we haven't even <laughs> let Javi talk all episode. Javi, you want to say something? Mm. He's not here. I think he was worried about the Xbox match. I think he got scared. So another thing we're going to do, Javi <laughs> and I are going to play. He was talking shit to me the other day. He saw I have NCAA 14 and an Xbox 360 in my garage. He's like, dude, Gray, I'll take you on one-on-one. I said, bet, let me get my recorder. I have a screen recorder and I have the microphone. We are going to record when Javi and I play each other in NCAA football. And when I beat him by 50, we're going to post it. <laughs> he thinks he can run his mouth to me. Not in my house. Literally. No, we, I played this game so much in college. Like, there's no way. There's no way. But uh, back to the girls' high school league. Um, so their official start date for practice is August 1st. And then if you want to host, if you're a high school girls coach, your deadline for a hosting bid is August 14th. If you want to start a team, you can still start a team. The deadline to start a brand new team is August 21st. So if you're like, I don't know, in Bondurant, or if you're um, Mason City, if you want to bring a team back, Iowa Falls, you want to create a team. Uh, Davenport, Iowa City, Dubuque, whatever, whoever. August 21st is the deadline. Get a hold of the Iowa Youth Rugby Association, Clint Gadbury, Matt Wilson, Dennis Oliver, Debbie McKittrick, um, Patrick Lawson. Those are the people in charge. Pretty sure, last I know. Mm. Get a hold of them if you're starting a new team. Then August 22nd, 26th, that's kind of the first week of school for most people. The schedule is going to be released on August 28th. So that's something that's new years past because there was this like, we don't know who's in the league. We don't know who's coming. Mm -hmm. The schedule would be pieced together week by week and it drove people crazy. So this year, boom, you're getting the whole thing. Coaches meeting August 29th. And then the first set of matches, September 26th. And then 
October 3rd, October 10th, October 17th, October 24th, and then state will be either October 29th or 30th, that last weekend in October. Always funny, week one, end of September, guaranteed it's going to be 90 degrees. Yeah. State tournament, guaranteed it's going to be snowing. Yeah. Always happens. Every time. Yep. So hopefully we can get someone from the league on, we can get those coaches on. I'm excited. The B-side boys are going to attempt to also, Javi told us, he can live stream. We are going to try and live stream any and all tournaments that are at Valley. So when Valley has a tournament, we're going to try to host those and stream those. And we're also, wherever the state tournament is at, we're going to try to stream that as well. As long as it's not on a Saturday, we think that's something that would be cool. People want to see that. Yeah. We did that with the boys uh, game. Yeah, we did the whole Facebook live thing for that one, but it, I guess this would be more than likely better video quality. Yeah, yeah, way better quality. And then also Javi said he can do graphics as well. So we're going to put his money where his mouth, put money where mouth is. Put money where mouth is. Put money on mouth. Money on, yeah. okay, I like that. Yeah. Money on mouth. So we're going to put Javi's mouth money. money? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Oof, I'm just, my brain is fried after talking to Taco. Yeah. My brain is also fried from alumni weekend still. I'm still recovering. Dude, yeah. I was in really rough shape on Monday. We also said that opening segment was going to be five minutes and I ended up being 14. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about like you and I rugby stuff and how much fun we had over the weekend. Let's start a new podcast purely about you and I rugby. <laughs> let's let's make our let's make our audience <laughs> even smaller. <laughs> oh my like, god. Like this. Iowa Rugby Union. It'd be very selective stories. Yeah. The <laughs> Iowa Rugby Union is already a very small niche audience. Yep. Now we're going to cut that. It's like an one sixteenth. <laughs> one sixteenth of our audience is going to follow us. Well, it'll just be like Chad and Zeus and Rotor. They'll probably yeah. give up on us too. Um, <laughs> you know what, Phil? I haven't given up on you. I haven't either. I haven't given up on you. As I mean, you know, I don't even know what I just said there. Our brains are fried, and yeah, we're holding hands now. I know. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> oh, shoot. I think we should put a pin in it. Probably. It's for the best. Hey, happy Friday, by the way. Yeah, dude. You too. I'm so excited for the weekend. Real quick, though. What's tomorrow? Like, is there anything? I have a bachelor party. Congrats. And it's my brother's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was just thinking rugby wise. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, not anything in Iowa, at least, because yeah. Irish Fest is... Next, next weekend, weekend so. and we officially have a team entry. we actually put one in all right so yes. here's the thing i don't know if nico listens here's here's another spoiler so last night at practice i'm like hey we need to sign up for irish fest because i'm pretty sure we have over 10 15 guys who want to go hmm. i'm like hey who's going to irish fest and like three people raised their hand and d's like nah dude we, we're good and i did a google form a while back and we had over 15 perfect um we just need to make sure we get those. And so I text Nico today. I'm like, here's the link. Sign us up. And he goes, do we have numbers? And I said, yep. And he's like, it didn't look like it last night. I'm like, nah, we're good. So, Phil, that's on you. You need to make sure we have 15 guys who I are going to Irish Fest. go to Irish Fest. Doesn't mean you can't talk to people. I'll talk to people. <laughs> but I'm not going. I got a wedding. Congratulations. You yeah. and Cheyenne are finally getting married? Oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> I don't remember if she listens anymore or not. <laughs> I know Lex stopped, so fair enough. <laughs> she hears me talk enough at home. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna want to hear me talk on her like drive to work and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Does she also say, shut up, Phil? No, and I don't want her to start 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna try to incept that. I think that's good. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Let's. You want to say something funny? Something funny. Shoot. I feel like there was something from alumni weekend. Someone said something. I thought oh. it was hilarious. Isaac Benton and I fell asleep laughing to Impractical Jokers. We laughed so hard. I've never laughed that hard in my life. And it wasn't <laughs> funny. It was just like you got a case of the giggles just, and we couldn't stop. It's just so bad that it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need something funny. Come on, quick, quick. God, quick. dude, I don't know. <sighs> you know what? You know, I never really think of anything funny to say. Don't prep. Don't prep. Don't prep. I said I wouldn't call you that because you did prep. Did you listen last episode? I didn't. I was coaching Cheyenne at the gym. I'm sorry. She's getting ready for this powerlifting meet, so I had to like, you know, I gave you I couldn't, props. I couldn't listen. I gave to you it. props. I know. I complimented. Did you? you? I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it was really good. But no, we, we should end this. This is gonna be a long episode. Yeah. And I have to edit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, everybody, we need like a. We do this, need a way to like end it. Yeah, though. this is this is the reason. This is the reason why like we're we're trailing off, and I'd be like, say something funny. That's not a good ending. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, we'll find we'll find something. We'll think of something. Okay. Well, let's. How about this? Because we haven't said fresh legs in a while. So, but like, what if? But like, hold on. Like, we gotta like say like a call to action. Like, I say something, then you say something. Like, because we're the B side boys. Yeah. We're always ready to go, mm-hmm. and we got fresh legs. Fresh legs, fresh legs. Fresh right. Yeah. What could we say before Fresh Legs? What would prompt that? I don't know. What would? If anybody has a way for us to end the show, <laughs> let us know. Um, yeah. Or I got a new one. Ooh. I'll say, how we feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you? Good, you? Fresh legs, 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 fresh legs.